I'm Bill Simmons, and here's what I believe. I believe the defending NBA champion wear championship belts at every game. I believe that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. I believe we should ban the DH long press extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. I believe even if Belichick Popovich presidential ticket. I believe that every DiCaprio movie would be just a little bit better as a Matt Damon movie. I believe the 2004 ALCS was an act of God. I believe the tug of war should be an Olympic sport. And finally, I believe that billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadiums. Finally, I believe that billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadiums. Finally, I believe that billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadiums. I believe that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. I believe that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. I believe that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. I believe that Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. I believe in the four-point line. I believe in the four-point line. I believe in the four-point line. I'm Bill Simmons. And here's what I believe. Welcome to another episode of a podcast about sports and pop culture and giant robots. <laughs> I'm Tristan Jung, and I'm joined by Ben Gorin. Hi, Tristan. Hi. I've uh, I'm traumatized forever. Yeah. So thank you. You made a really bad decision um, of watching all, basically all of Neon. Uh, Genesis, Evangelion, and then End of Evangelion. Yeah. In probably a week. 64 hours. Yeah, it wasn't great. Like that's it's a good way to fry that brain. Real yeah, good. we'll we'll talk about that Seriously. later. But um, <laughs> but right now um, yeah, we uh, we we haven't podcasted since uh, a couple weeks. But I think we've had some some quality reflection on uh, the meaning of life and uh, <laughs> the meaning of consciousness since then. So uh, that, that's good. That that's exactly what we want. So um. We are going to have our, our real Weibo friend, Ian McCafferty, <laughs> on later to uh, discuss this television show, which can barely be described as television or a show. Well, or yeah, and it's also from like 20 years ago yeah. and like not this country. It's this fine. is like a weird choice. If we're yeah, being we're, honest, this was a weird choice. We're, we're really applying to the mass demographic of the... Uh, of, of, of anime fans who are like... Also sports fans. Yeah. like All this seven is, of us. This is a real niche play that we're making on episode three. So the first week, we promised that we'd have a mailbag section. The second week, I asked for everyone's questions, and then we just didn't do it uh, because this is a real, really well-run program, top to bottom here. But we're going to make up for it now. We're gonna it's go... tougher than a long weekend at your in-laws. Thank you very much, John. Um, so we're going to go back to some of the questions that we got in last week, some of the questions we got in this week, before we move on to our conversation with Ian McCafferty about End of Evangelion, which I still can't believe I'm actually going to have like a 30-minute conversation about. Either way... Dude, you've done the research. I know, it's a problem. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. It's a problem. All right, so first question from at Ross McBride 13, a.k.a. Ross McBride. Miami has the turnover chain. What should some other schools have? I think this is a tremendous question. It's a brilliant question. So I think we should kind of start with the top four. Like the teams are in the college football playoff. Yeah. You have Clemson, Alabama, uh, Georgia, and I'm missing one. Did I say Oklahoma? I did. Uh, Who the heck am I missing? This is embarrassing. Clemson? I said them. Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma. That's what I said. All right. So we're good. Counting to four. Really difficult. Yeah. So. Does any one of those like, stick out for you? 
It's like um, a turnover object. I think Dabo, I mean, you have to just create a turnover chain, but instead of like a chain, it just, cross. just crosses you. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. I mean, rosary. over crucifix. Yeah. Day's vault, man. <laughs> Gotta take over. Um, I mean, if you if you want to get really creative, you can go with, like, sacrament chain. Just, like, wow. do a different one for every sacrament. Like, you get, a, you get a fumble recovery, you pick it up, that's baptism. You you get the interception, you drink, you take the, that's, that's, that's uh, communion, you know? And then okay. you, know, you just go through all the sacraments, and then at the end of the year, you make up new sacraments. You know, you, you figure it out as you go along. Where do indulgences come in here? Um, only if you turn the ball over, then you oh, have then to pay, you pay an indulgence to get out That's, of it. Yeah. See, it works on every level. All right. Um, Alabama's too boring to ever think, have anything. Exciting. Yeah, they're not allowed to have anything. Yeah, fault. no, no. Like, um, they get nothing. Georgia is sort of the same way. They're sort of trying to be Alabama light in well, a way because Kirby's smart. So they already yeah. they technically have one, and yeah. it's basically like a chain. Like it's like those shoulder pads with the spikes on it. Yeah. It sucks. It's bad. <laughs> it's not as cool as Forget the chain. Um, so they're not really working. Oklahoma, just like, I mean. And they should just like have a small Baker Mayfield statue. Yeah. That everyone should get, I think. Mm-hmm. And he deserves it. Right. And it has to be him, like, grabbing his nuts. So, so. other schools. Um, we both go to Northwestern. I feel like we kind of have to have a Northwestern thing. Yeah, I think that the best one for them is you take different effigies of Mick McCall painted in different, <laughs> like, artistic styles from, like... So, like, you'll have, okay. a, you'll have the medieval Byzantine mosaic Mick McCall right. to start. Right. And then as you go on, you just keep go moving through art periods until eventually okay. the last Mick McCall turnover chain you get is like some Picasso collage or whatever All right. of Mick McCall. And I know he's the offensive coordinator, but he's, you're giving the ball back to him. Right. So you so have to honor him. It. Yeah. So then you just have them in place then huge, like right behind your bench, just huge effigies of Mick McCall painted in different styles of art. And then at the end, you burn all of them. <laughs> I think it should be the turnover thesaurus. It's not as interesting as yours. Okay. But I think a turnover thesaurus works. Is there any other teams that like really stick out as something they should do? Um, I think uh, Washington would very much uh, appreciate if they just had... Um, turnover puppy. T- turnover puppies? I think so. Just birth a new puppy? Well, no, you get to, like, you have the puppies you have there. The puppy you don't there. need to get a new one every game. But okay. You have the puppies. I was thinking more like they just like just roast ESPN every single time. A different cable oh, so television network. Like a chain that says like fuck ESPN. And then fuck CBS. Then yeah. NBA, eh, all the networks. Yeah, you, you can know, work all of The it. entire mainstream media. Great. Course. Yeah. I mean, that's important. And then um, Chris Peterson, you know, I mean, everyone hates him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Or just cupcakes. That would be really good. <laughs> yeah. It's way better, actually. <laughs> way better. <laughs> I mean, took the long there. <laughs> That was worth it in the end. Um, I think uh, I, I think if if we have the sor the sori, Stanford has to have different business econ econ textbooks. Just, just or just like a calculator. Or calculator, yeah, something like that. Um, Cal could be a calculator. Stanford has mm. to be like different econ textbooks. Yeah, yeah. Gregory yeah. Mankiw's uh, Introduction to Economics, just a chain of Mankiw. Right. And then um, I would say. I'm trying to think of like the other big schools who should we should actually touch on, like Ohio State. No one likes Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, I mean, like, you get, like, no a one likes of chestnuts. Either. Yeah, Michigan. I don't even know what the hell they I like, think Purdue, though. Purdue, Purdue, you could just get a bunch of peanuts or something. Turnover corn. Turnover corn, yeah. 
feel like that's more of an Iowa thing. Yeah, that is more of an Iowa thing. That's fine. Hopefully that worked. Yeah. From apartment 2F, uh, <laughs> yes, I'd like to know what athlete T-Swift, that being Taylor Swift, could date that would yield the biggest implosion, explosion, slash whatever. And the only answer is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Nothing's even close to that. <laughs> Nothing would even sniff it. Nothing would come even a little bit close to how hilarious that would be. No, Everyone be would lose their mind. No, it would be the best. It would be unreal. Uh, it was spectacular. Yeah, there's really like nowhere else you can go with that. Yeah. Um, so that's all the stuff from last week um, that we're going to talk about. Going back into this week, from Chris Shute, um, I think it might be Shute. I still don't really know. Um, at Chris Shute 3, Power Rank Big Ten basketball programs based on how much they make you want to stick your head in a blender. So I think we can agree that there are maybe two teams that don't make you want to stick your head in a blender, which is Michigan State and Minnesota. Yes. Like, I hate watching Purdue, and those are the only three good teams in the conference. Like, no one else is any good. Yeah. Okay, so Penn State, Penn State is Penn like, State's good. Yeah, Penn State we'll is talk fun about to them watch. Later. Okay. Um, all right, but out of the ones that are terrible to watch, I feel like, for me, Rutgers is the most, like, they play the worst brand of basketball, they but they're do. the most... They're the most endearing of the Yeah, lot. they've, like, flipped over. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that I would put Rutgers, like, five-ish. Okay. Um, Michigan is, like... They're fine. Milk toast six. Yeah. Um, I would say that... So let's put it this way. What team most makes you want to put your head in a blender? Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely Wisconsin. Ohio State is the one after. Then Northwestern. Then yeah. Illinois. And oh, then yeah. I guess Maryland is a little higher up. I would put, like, Purdue all the way down there. Iowa's pretty far down, too. Yeah, Purdue's frustrating because their offense is just get the ball to the 7-2 behemoth and, like, Which, watch him miss either one of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them's a behemoth, the other unit one's a Unit 1 and pole. Unit 2. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm just going to tie the whole thing back, <laughs> are we? Yeah. Terrific. Uh, getting back, other questions, other questions as I flip to my right tab. From Jonathan Foreman at JoeFo322, have you ever falsely said that somebody under your ward had to receive stitches? This kind of is breaking our rule about talking about Northwestern basketball, which I think neither of us have any interest in. But to give you people some backstory, basically the gist is Northwestern plays Purdue, loses, deserve to lose, but we're probably on the short end of some officiating calls. Um, Derek Pardon apparently caught an inadvertent elbow at one point, and in the press conference afterwards, Chris Collins said not once but twice that Derek Pardon had gotten stitches. Like, that his head was split open, and he had to go get stitches. He says that two times. Was offered a chance to retract it. was his it. face, but yeah. Okay. It was offered a chance to retract it. Didn't. And then someone asked Derek Pardon, Daily Northwestern's Ben Pope, asked da- Derek Pardon, did you need stitches? He says no. That's speaking truth to power. Like, what the hell? That's is, This has to be one of the weirdest stories that no one is ever going to talk about. If Calipari did this... How big of a national story would it be? It'd be a big deal. It'd be, it would run first, right? Yeah, you get like a 20-hour news cycle out of it. Yeah. Like, you talk about it for at least a day. All right. Um, I think that uh, I have never, to answer the question... <laughs> Neither have I. No. I don't think I've lied about it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> would I tell... If I were babysitting for someone, I'd tell them, actually, your kid got stitches, and then the kid comes up and is like... I didn't get stitches. <laughs> what does that say about you, though? Is that it's, really, it's really disconcerting <laughs> on every level. It's just like, you're, what? Okay. But he, he has a long history of whining to refs. I mean, after the Michigan Big Ten tournament game, he, like, started That was sobbing. the worst one. 
That was by far the worst one. Yeah, he started like almost sobbing during the. Yeah, and he like called the whole entire conference crooked. And then he was like, we don't get enough respect because we're Northwestern and everyone is rigged against us. Yeah, which is a common thread amongst Northwestern fans that everything is rigged against us. I yeah. noticed that in the bowl selection too, that it's like, everything is rigged against us. Well, that to make actually music That one is rigged against us. <laughs> like, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, not everything is rigged against no. us. No. In fact, very few things are. Um, except for women's golf, obviously. The women's golf, clearly. Clearly rigged. Yeah, Arizona State cheated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright, so... Um, <laughs> Would you next question? Next question. Um, so this is from Barrett McGuire at McGuire Judson underscore Judson, asking what pro uh, what would each program's internship program consist of? So each team in the Big Ten, if they were to have an internship, it's going to become a Big Ten basketball podcast. I hope not. <laughs> Akin to the Wildcat internship program that Northwestern had. Um, read any good article like by Kevin Trahan about what that actually entailed. Um, so, like, what would each school do? Do you have any good examples? I don't want to do all 14. That's, like, way too much. Okay, so... I will say that Rutgers would be cleaning up the New York subway system. Like, doing... Yeah. Like, picking up garbage from those those subway stops. Well, you can go with, like, the obvious ones. Like, Iowa is just... You just have to husk corn and right. pick corn for a while. Nebraska is the same program, actually. Yeah. It's a nice um, kind of... Nice synergy. Yeah. I think Minnesota, maybe you can be like, you have to just be the Zamboni guy. Just like... Have no, that would rule. Yeah, I know. It's not kicking me out of any program. Exactly. But like, life. in honor of, of Johnny having to uh, s- snowball a little bit. You did, sh- yeah. Shuffle snow a little bit. You can uh, be the Zamboni guy for yeah, that works. Uh, the wild. Um, Wisconsin is cleaning up after frat parties. Like on Yeah, yeah, there. definitely. Um, Ohio State is... Um, you don't actually have to do anything, but you just have to go to other schools and just say you're from the Ohio State as much as possible <laughs> and just get awkward get and ugly face. looks from everybody. <laughs> just that's your, You're just road tripping around the Midwest saying, I'm actually from the Ohio State, and uh, we're actually the best college football program in the country to everyone you meet for, like, a couple hours. Purdue you know, is just like going to Indiana, like yeah, an Indiana yeah. party and having to no, watch No, Indiana and Purdue, fun. you just have to go to each other's campuses okay. and hang out. That works. Um, yeah, that's I think punishment on either side. Maryland, um, I guess... I don't know. Would you like... Brenda Freeze's footstool. You just have to go around and whenever Brenda Freeze wants to recline, you have to just put your... Uh, or like shucking oysters, but yeah. I guess they just have crabs there. I don't think they do the oyster thing. Yeah, Illinois. I think Illinois, you just have to be the athletic director for a day. <laughs> Pretty easy. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> I mean, can do it. Literally, just, anyone can do if, it. If you aren't going to be good at basketball, you're probably <laughs> good at being the AD, so just go <laughs> you, for it. If you have no interest in also, being successful. Also, if you, if you don't want to do that and they're faking your time cards and making you do something else, just be the head football coach instead. That's also an option. Yeah, you there you go. You can also do that. They're um, looking out for you. Yeah. That's all I got. I think that that's all the schools. That might have actually like, accidentally been all 14. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a We what missed a Michigan State and Michigan, but I don't really care. So uh, a couple other questions. Michigan, um, you just have to go to Michigan more. <laughs> yeah. Go to classes. After where like khakis hiked up to your belly button. Yeah. All right. So this one I think is mostly for me and is from at WNUR Sports Fad, which is Sports Voice After Dark, which is one of the uh, podcasts. I guess we can promote another podcast on a podcast. Uh, that WNUR Sports runs, uh, asking how are things going on Penn State Island? And for this, I think we'll probably need like some music underneath to really set the tone. So currently on Penn State Island, it's it's not good. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, clearly, I was heavily invested in real estate on the island before last season. Um, then the volcano at the middle of the island exploded, um, lost a lot of life, lost a lot of livestock. 
the plague. Yeah, it was really it was biblical. It was biblical shit. Um, but coming into this year, yeah, I thought we had some things going. Penn State wins a couple games early. Got a couple investors looking at the island. A couple of hotels actually start going up. Um, but it's bad now. It's it's bad again. <laughs> um, all of the investments are back underwater. Turns out the hotel was built on a sandy foundation. It's got a leaning tower of Pisa situation going on. That's a big problem. Uh, all the medical supplies actually just gave everyone tetanus. So we're back on that issue again. Uh, it's dark days on the island. Uh, I still, home. I'm still looking to buy. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not selling. So <laughs> I'm, we're never selling. <laughs> <laughs> I will be on this until I die. Yo, Penn State Island um, has a chance to. Uh, they're not gonna play uh, another. They're gonna probably reel off a couple more games before back going back into Big Ten play. So we could, you know, get a get a little, little human human aid for uh, yeah. support. You know, like yeah. humanitarian aid. So as we're recording this, uh, Penn State just lost by one to Wisconsin, which is a, game a bad they, Wisconsin, a legitimately bad Wisconsin. A game they team. really should have won. So they're currently zero and two in the Big Ten with losses. No, 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 to they Iowa. beat Iowa. Mm, yes, they beat Iowa. Oh, they I did. Oh, game. you're right. Yeah. Um, so they got a win, yay! Uh, and then lost it's to Wisconsin. Not a good Iowa team. No, they're not good. Yeah. So now they play junk teams until Maryland. Um, I would advise not buying any stock on Penn State Island, but I will take it off your hands. I'll buy it. I'll buy all your stock off of you. Yeah. Because I'm never getting off. Uh, that's all the questions that we have, really. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, we had another question, which is what is our podcast about? Uh, which um, is about sports and pop culture. Uh, it is about... It's about sports and culture. With that, we're going to transfer into our conversation with Ian Not McCafferty. Wrong, what? I'm not wrong, though. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not. Unfortunately, you're not wrong. Uh, so welcome in Ian McCafferty, and uh, we're going to talk about a really weird show for a long time. And honestly, you should probably just turn it off right now. everyone we just wanted to take a brief second to shout out our sponsors uh, green smock who are presenting you this episode today have you ever just said to yourself i'm not online enough have you ever thought about all those tweets you aren't reading well green smock is the revolutionary service that will change your online experience forever each hour green smock's expert staff of social media experts find the best tweets and mail them directly to your doorstep every single hour no more having to go online to be online instead You'll receive a paper copy hand-delivered by one of our couriers with all the best tweets and trending content of the day. I just think that it's it's great. It's a great service. Um, you should definitely use it. And, uh, yeah, um, on with the show.
Welcome back to a podcast about sports, but also pop culture. And like I said, we are now joined by our good friend, Ian McCafferty, who's already laughing because I fear you're like a little embarrassed. I was, How you, how's well, it going, Ian? I thought you What's were going to introduce me as the resident weeb. I would never. Because that's my role here. I would never say that. I respect um, you far too much. I'm doing very well. You know, still watching the animes, doing that. <laughs> You're just going to like dig I'm, your, I'm, I'm leaning. I am leaning into this, my friend. That's... I'm here to talk about anime. Yeah, this is going to be a real problem. It's kind of embarrassing. Is it's... anime pop culture, though? It's not, not. Like, not it's even, not. like, a little bit. It's not even it's about like, sports. Is anime even sports, like, though? Uh, Absolutely, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, cult culture. It's just, like, this weird... Subculture. Yeah, it's a subculture, yeah. 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 All right. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very self-aware about <laughs> it's this. It's not going to be fun if I can't make fun of you. We are talking about a television show. Yeah, so, for some reason, because I've watched it, Ian watched it, and we made Tristan watch it, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and then the movie that came afterwards End of Evangelion and if you're a real giant nerd who wants to talk about the rebuilds sorry not going to talk about the rebuilds um, but we should probably set the table so you should have like some very slight idea what we're talking about and also if you haven't watched it turn it off wait until episode 4 pretend this never happened we can still look each other in the eye and neither of us will feel embarrassed and you won't waste about 20 to 30 minutes of your life from that point Let's go on. TV series released in October of 1995. Movie comes out in 1997. Rebuilds start coming out 10 years later in 2007. Technically, we're like just past the 20th anniversary of End of, End of Evangelion. Because I think it came out in like September or something like that. Yeah, it's around there. So we're basically 20 years past it. Uh, it's written by this guy Hideaki Anno, who is like, it's fair to say he's Lynchian, right? Like yeah. extremely Lynchian. Very famous director in Japan. I think his most recent work was uh, he worked on Shin Godzilla, which is what was what caused the newest rebuild movie to sort of get delayed a little bit. Okay, um, so like someone you should know if you're any in, into this kind of like weird genre or whatever. Um, but basically, he's one of those auteur directors which everyone is so fond of. Um, so rebuilds come out 07, 09, 12. Apparently, next is going to come out next year. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, so blah 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 blah. Things that you need to know from just sort of a baseline level of like characters we're probably going to end up talking about. If Shinji, who's the main character, who's actually good, uh, you have his dad Gendo, who sucks. Uh, you've got these three people: Misato, Rei, Asuka, um, who are in some level like friends with Shinji and also like either his boss or someone who he fights with, whatever. Um, and Ritsuko, who's like kind of important. I'm not really sure why she's here. She's basically a bit character. Um, so at, at that point, like that's at least of a decent baseline to get into our first question, which I'm going to make both of you guys do. Um, I'm going to get 60 seconds on this clock. I'm going to cut all this crap out so people will think that I actually did it really quick. So I've got one minute on the clock. Tristan Jung, what is the plot of Neon Genesis Evangelion and End of Evangelion? Go. Uh, there's a 14-year-old uh, kid. He's really depressed because his dad abandoned him. Then he has to go fight a lot of giant robot alien things. Himself in a giant robot. And then he gets more depressed. <laughs> and then we have a, we have an investigation on whether the uh, true meaning of life on the true meaning of life. Then um, we talk about Freud for a while. And then we get a uh, a reading on on psychology. 
and and the inner workings of the mind and uh, what we truly want in life. And then, um, well, the book of Revelation happens. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, you did that in 40 seconds. We're done. I, I think that's a fair assumption. Fair, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that works. All right. So, was, Ian McCaffrey. That was pretty good. You're on the clock. Honestly. Um, so, most of humanity was wiped out in a thing that happened about 10 years before the show starts. And then you pick it up with, with changing the main character who, for some reason, it's not explained at the beginning, can pilot, is the only person who can pilot this robot to fight these weird aliens called angels that are bent on eliminating humanity. To do that for about half the show, he's just sort of fighting these angels and then there's some other characters that also pilot these giant robots. Then about, about 20 episodes in, everything falls apart and it's just like everybody's depressed or insane and then everything... Uh, Everything goes to shit, and everybody sort of, uh, sort of, either dies or like, kind of. Every the world ends basically. I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of the end of the show. And you did it in fifty seconds. Pretty good. That's like my favorite part about this show is that like you can't, in any way. I, I don't think you can explain it in a year without like ignoring significant portions you of can't it. Can't explain the end without just being like, yeah, and then the world ends. <laughs> I guess. In theory, the world may or may not have ended. Or it went on for eternity. Yes. It's hard to say. This is like easily the most embarrassing conversation I've ever had. Anyway. I'm enjoying it. I'm glad you are. This are. is only the 75th most embarrassing conversation Ian's ever had. So. Yeah, it's true. Exactly Why are we just making fun of you like that? Far more intellectual than most of the conversations, <laughs> honestly. So, is it actually good? Give me a review. Like, is this a movie that, like, does it stand up? Is it something that someone who is in no way involved in this culture at all should actually spend their time and watch? Um... Is it good? So I think it's very good. It's a, a very good in the genre, particularly. Okay. So that means take that at what you want in terms of like being. I don't like using the word objective, but like because it's something. If you like, if you watch a lot of anime, there's like certain genres that like you really like this type of genre. But if a normal person watched it, they would be like, what the what the hell is this? Okay. Why, why, why do you like that? This is more along the lines of like you could show it to like you could someone could just go into this blind, like just and they would probably I mean probably not hate it. Would is the, be right. the best I can I can say for that. I do think the ending makes a little uh, a little bit of a hard sell there, or makes it. I, see, I'm not sure because the movie's the movie's really good. But also, like you can't, you cannot watch the movie without the show, right? Because it would make no sense, right? So, but like in general, you would say that this is like worth watching to like the one person at this point who's still listening who hasn't watched it. You should, you would say like invest the time, watch the episodes. You'll probably enjoy yourself. Yeah. Would you say no? Yeah, no. I think it's, I think it's worth watching just for. It, it's a fairly, I guess, famous. Card well, yeah, if there's, like, a, a Japanese cartoon yeah. that's famous, this it's is going to be it, or Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like, that doesn't even count. I would Pokemon. say yes. I mean, baseline, I'd say yes. I mean, if you're not interested... See, if you're not interested in it, I don't know why you're still listening to us talk about this. Yeah. But I will say, like, if it's if our bad plot synopsis gave you, like, you go, well, that sounds <laughs> even somewhat interesting. I mean, check it out. Actually, should I read the, the official... Um, Plot synopsis off the back of this. Yeah, well, I guess you could show. do that in 20 seconds, yeah. 
Tokyo 3 still stands after most of civilization was decimated in the second impact. Now the city endures the ceaseless onslaught of the strange and deadly angels, bizarre creatures bent on eradicating the human race. To combat this strange and ruthless enemy, the government agency Nerve constructs a fleet of towering humanoid machines, the Evas, and Shinji Ikari is called into action, reluctantly t taking his place at the controls of Eva Unit 1. That's like no more clear than like, anything we said. And then he, <laughs> with, living minutes. a life of loneliness and questioning his own existence. Oh, so it's about me. Shinji struggles to accept responsibility for mankind's battle for survival. Tristan, good. is it good? Because I think more than anyone else here, you actually like came into this with like a lot more doubts, right? Like I was pretty sold I was gonna like it before I started it, and obviously Ian's weird, so like, is good. No, no. So you think it's bad? <laughs> it's not bad. It's just uh, uh, no. It's it's not it's not good. What? It's not um, it's not like compelling. I I've, I it's compelling in a in a character driven way, but the plot is not good. No, no. Like the plot itself is. Go on. I mean, you got to give me a little <laughs> bit more than like the plot is bad. Like what is it? It mean? doesn't make like the whole point of the whole thing is just like they were trying to bring about their own destruction. They could have just done that at the beginning. So I think the whole thing, if viewed as a television show, it's not a good television show. It's not like an enjoyable watching experience as a television show. That's I, true. Right, it's not I, really enjoyable. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll modify it. Is it a good television show for like to show like your friends and family? No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's that's a for sure. No, it's gory and extremely bizarre and like gives you nightmares and also like gives you really disturbing things punctuated by moments of like comedy that aren't actually that funny and are just really weird and like right. sort of like what an alien would think is funny for humans <laughs> but like isn't actually funny welcome to anime <laughs> yeah welcome to anime um is it good i've seen like two anime this is one of two anime i've seen in my life and i would say it's probably about as good as the other one which is the complete opposite of this show literally like they took all the ideas and just inverted it um and i don't know i would say like but as a work of art, as a work of something there to discuss, and as a work of something to uh, examine philosophically, yeah, it's great. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> but you can't, you can endlessly mine it forever. So like that's where I come, yeah. not that far onto it. So like I've uh, this is the only like show anything like this that I've ever watched and plan to watch. Frankly, like I have no desire <laughs> to go back into it in any way, shape, or form. Um, but like where it's interesting, like Tristan said, the character study is really interesting. Uh, like, it does get you really involved in these characters in about episode, like, 12 or 15. And then it, like, kind of screws you because everyone starts falling apart. And, like, no one... <laughs> it doesn't end well for anyone. Tumbling down. Yeah, so you just, like, waste all of that effort you put getting emotionally invested and watching everyone, like, fall apart. So that sucks. But what really interests me, and that we're, we'll talk about, I think, a little bit later, is that it's just this ridiculous hodgepodge of, like, theories and references and symbols that... Like, while on some level, Anna himself has said, like, oh, it's just to, like, be fun and, like, be edgy, where, like, it's done with such an incredible, like, level of nuance that, like, it, like I still struggle to figure out, like, why he did it. So I want to find the quote here that I wrote down, because, um, yeah, fuck it, I'm just going to go straight into the imagery stuff, because this is my podcast now. Um, so director of the show, Anna, writes, or says this in an interview, in an, inter in an interview. There are a lot of giant robot shows in Japan, and we didn't want our story to, and we did want our story to have a religious theme to help distinguish us. 
Because Christianity is an uncommon religion in Japan, we thought it would be mysterious. None of the staff who worked on Ava are Christians. There are no actual Christian meaning to the show. We just thought the visual symbols of Christianity look cool. If we had known the show would get distributed in the U.S. and Europe, we might have rethought that choice. Like, that has to be garbage, right? Like, there's it's, no way someone spends this much time nailing all of these really niche references just because, like, for some edgy points. It's knowing what the spear of Longinus is, which is, for those who don't know, it's like the spear they used to pierce Jesus and, like, and, like, and that's, like, a very famous relic, apparently, like, throughout history. That's, like, something most Christians have no idea about. It's and it's a nuanced. major plot point. It's too, like, <laughs> perfectly placed to be something they didn't do intentionally. Like, the, the in End of Eva, where, where the, the Unit 1 gets, like, literally gets crucified. There's, like, there are like, crucifixes all over this thing. Like, at every single episode, you're good for, like, 30 crucifixes. Like, in the, from the, with the first episode, the first angel explodes, yeah, explodes and in it's, it's a giant cross. Yeah, and like that's there's there's Kabbalist shit in here. Like there's it's, inside baseball Hebrew stuff <laughs> in the, all over this place. Dude, then, like, he read no the one, original Hebrew. Yeah, like, like no one no one would do this who like wasn't really like interested in not just being interested in it, but interested in saying something about it. But that's where I like lose it, and that's why I'm so interested in it. Because like I think we all agree that this is intentional to like a level beyond just like it looks cool. But there's no way to parse why it's in there. There's no way. Like, he's not. It's not really an anti-Christian message by any stretch of the imagination. It's certainly not a pro-Christian message. It's not like Shinji's saved at the end and everyone's like, like that's it. Like, there's. It's just this really, really like bizarre hodgepodge that's never resolved in any way, and I don't think is it's even intended to. Almost impossible to figure out because we all, I mean, as you said, we all agree that clearly they did it on purpose, but like. I, for why? Why? I don't. I don't understand why. And it's it's so prevalent throughout the entire series that clearly there there's a reason. But it's like why? Like why is Lilith that also crucified? Why? Like everyone's crucified. It, everyone's crucified. <laughs> um, and then there's multiple lances at the end because they they replicate it. So and then right. what is that? And then Asuka get. It's just like it's so prevalent that like what does it mean? My take you're, on yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, you're, like, I assume a relic expert in the room. I could be wrong. The amateur theologian. Yeah, like, just something, you know, 1300s, mm, St. Francis kind of stuff. Um, I, I no think... I where St. Francis was from. I think the whole thing is a... Probably... I think it's a critic... I think it's a pretty obvious criticism of religion to me. Okay, so... I feel why? like those... The, the seal... The entire point of seal, or sale, as they do in the whatever um, dub which is bad but let's, let's not get into that um yeah the whole point of that is just like these people are religious fanatics who are willing to destroy all of humanity because they think that this religion that they've subscribed to is going to be better for them but then you look at the instrumentality thing and like it sucks like no one wants to be instrumental like if you watch that right it's just like all your past fears come up to you and then you're like well you're going to run away from all of them we're going to force you to do it now so i feel like that um it's sort of like uh and i like and I think they they probably didn't, like, want to make fun of Christianity, like, on purpose, but, like, they just used it because it, it has the most cool shit in it. I mean, let's be honest here. It, does it, it really cool does shit. have a lot of cool shit in yeah, it. Yeah, Judeo-Christian stuff, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah, and I mean, like, fair. Uh, lots of writers <laughs> have done that before. And it's just weird in anime especially to have that because I don't yeah. think... I, there's it's not so a single anime film. show where I'm like... This has a serious Jesus, like, Christ metaphor in it, because that just never really, doesn't really happen quite as much. 
like there's you can read into it, but not like it's reading yeah, it's this not to in you. Front of your face. It never not, reads it to nothing you. Nothing yeah. I've seen is as like just blatant about it as as this is. So, I think like a, the most common criticism that you see about it is that like it's just faux deep bullshit. Like everyone just assumes that it's this really deep bit of work because you have all these fancy symbols in it, but actually it's just this like deranged guy. It's just who like everyone weird. like assumes this is good because people have told them it's good. And like, do you think that's fair on any level? Um, on on a level, I think it's fair to question whether or not it's been sort of at this point it's become such a such like a thing, especially in the community. It's such a, such like a you have to watch this because it's you're it's gonna blow your mind. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna watch this and you're gonna not well you're not gonna know what's going on no matter who, who right. you are but you like oh my god it's this incredible you're gonna like you're gonna ascend if you watch <laughs> this show um and i think there are a lot of people that have sort of watched it and and disliked it because they were led in by this because if you're led in with that and then you watch the first like half of the show you're gonna be sitting there like what yeah <laughs> excuse me yeah, it doesn't flip on its head until watching later. this these high schoolers fight aliens this isn't exactly <laughs> The deepest thing I've ever watched. But I, I do think um, there's, like, especially the end of the show, there's some, like, really strong themes there that, that aren't just, like, faux bullshit themes there. But I do think at the end of the series, like, that's where, like, the strongest stuff, yeah. I think, comes in. And yes. I think it's totally fair. Um, so I think the, the... I'm not even sure if it's, like, a wise tale or if it's actually true. That basically, like, the budget of the show ran out at some point. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, so like they, you go from like these super mech fights to literal pencil drawings, like Tristan likes to bring up, um, and it felt like at that point, like when the money dries up, when there has to be a two-minute scene of no one saying anything in an elevator, like the way in which they had to bend over to like try and make it seem like they were saying something when they just straight up didn't yeah. have the money to do it. So the actual, so the ending of the show, the last couple of episodes, that's I think that's a fair criticism. As far as I know, they ran they ran out of budget, which is why you have that elevator scene where there's just a st it's literally just a still image with the elevator sound, right? Um, and then it reaches a point where it is in fact just pencil pencil sketches, which is one of my favorite parts yeah. of the entire show. Um, but and also apparently Anna was like super depressed by, by the end of the production because he also he directed he also animated he also like animated helped he was animate a busy guy. the show he <laughs> did a lot for the show. Um, and apparently by the end of it, towards the end of the show, he was just, like, just super depressed. And that's sort of why the writing at the end of the show... I mean, obviously, the, the budget made it so they couldn't do the ending he wanted, but then also that's, that's kind of why the writing is the way it is at the end of the show. Um, Tristan, you mostly hated the end of the show, but yeah. you thought the elevator scene was good. Yeah, I think that they did the best with what they could have had if they didn't really had, like... It looked like they had, like, five bucks to make the ending. Which is fair. So, like, what they did was with, with it was fine. Um, the ending was just, like, nonsensical, though. Like, they didn't... It wasn't even, like, an, a cop... Like, there's cop-out endings. Like, the end of 100 Years of Solitude is a cop-out ending. Everything just blows up in one giant hurricane, and then it ends. Which is what the real... Which is sort of, like, the real ending, you know. Right. Yeah. The, the Whatever the ending they have of the original series isn't an ending. It's just, like... Yeah, I think like anyone who thinks the twenty five and twenty six is better than Naviva actually is just. But it, it doesn't even like, need yeah. to be there. there. It doesn't even need to be exist. Like we all know that this is going on in his head the whole time. Yeah, like the only way to explain it is in concert with 
Yeah, and, and I feel like the, the reason he got depressed, I think, is because he was doing all of this, and all the anime fans who watched it in Japan, all they could do was just think of like how to sexualize the characters in new and obscure ways. Can we, can so we talk about the crowd them. shot in End of Viva real quick? Please do. About you, there's I don't see so you. I haven't seen it recently, you, Tristan. You said there's a guy holding a yeah. There's a guy holding a, a guy pillow. holding a, a Ray body pillow in in the. So crowd. That's cool that they got you in the movie. Well, that's really awesome. <laughs> I don't like Ray. Don't, don't throw me under the bus. It's good that they got you and all of your best friends. Do not throw me under the bus about Ray. <laughs> we need to talk that Ray sucks, but we'll do that later. <laughs> so like that's that's the weird. I mean, you're the one who like actually like interacts with this community in any significant way. But it feels like the only things that have like leaked out to where I see on the internet it's like getting the fucking robot yeah Asuka versus Rey like Shinji sucks so the, those are your three which are like it seems like such a weird like yeah, so there, step away there from what it's actually a about. lot of people that, that have had like really deep and like influential conversations about this there's a lot of writing on the internet there's a lot of videos and stuff about that but the community the, the community at large continues to bring it up in like the most asinine ways <laughs> about how like I mean the, my first inter- my first thing I ever saw about this show was was Shinji getting the robot was that yeah, I, think I that's was like, like what is this from what does that mean <laughs> and um and then just the people just post like photos like they post art of Ray or Asuka fucked up constantly <laughs> and it's like I don't like I like Asuka Asuka's my favorite character because she she passed over Masato in End of Eva because of uh, that scene where she Masato kisses yeah that's Shinji and then pushes yeah. him into the elevator yeah meanwhile Asuka has that badass fight scene for like half that movie um but I just like it's the most talked about thing in that show is like who's who's best girl. That Which is be, so funny. Go, no, go on, that would Tristan. be infuriating if I directed this entire, like, subtly, That's psychologically thing and then, like, didn't really pace it too well, but whatever. And then, like, ends it. And then the, I think the last two episodes are just him trying to explain every single bit of psychology he threw into the episode and then saying, congrats, you did it. Good job. You're going to make a fanfic about this. <laughs> but, Good job. But then he owns everybody in End of Eva. Well, then they still didn't get the message, so he has to make End twice. of Eva. He does it yeah. twice. It's the opening scene <laughs> and then, the, like, the parody in the, in the, towards the end in the movie where it's like clearly like a, a fanfic except right. in the movie and it's like wait no that's not what's happening yeah like i would like the most of end of eva is about how like fucking stupid everyone who enjoys this show is like that's what most of it's about and yet like people just choose to like say ah, you know i kind of get it but Ooh. let me talk to you more about this like, well the fact all right we have well, there's two things that don't make any sense one the people who think that ray is good which is like absurd yeah, it's good scar- two the people who don't think that shinji's gay throughout the entire thing which is just like it's queer literature it, it is though it's a queer reading <laughs> and it's got bible references which is a dope duo but, th- but, the people, but the people who watch the show just regularly just, like, ship them with Asuka and just, like, forget about it completely. It's just, it's... I don't it's so understand shipping most of the characters <laughs> in the show in general. Yeah. But Rei and Shinji, I don't... I don't. Why? It's incestuous. It's... It, it's first it's first of all, incestuous. it's his mom. <laughs> Second of all, she's a clone. Third of all, they're 14... There's a lot of it's, it's weird. All I don't bad. get it. No, it's, it's all, it's all ba- bad. It's, it's like it's, it's the just fan so reaction up. to it makes the show better. I think. I think that the think, fa- I think it makes it way worse. <laughs> no, I think the fan that the fact the fan reaction exists makes the people who watch the show like intellectually feel better about themselves. Even like, well, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. that's how I measure everything. Exactly. Against other people. 
Yes. And then the point of the show is you shouldn't measure everything against other people. You should just run away from them. Yeah, that's right. Regardless. You should <laughs> run away from all of your problems. I mean, whatever. You I think mean, Shinji's bad. I... So Even though I, he's the only like, been, realistic character in this fun, genre who's ever lived. It's been a fun journey for immediately after I finished the show, I was like, Shinji sucks. I hate him. And then eventually you. eventually you're like you're like, okay, he's not he's not that bad. Like he's frustrating, but that's the point. Like you're not supposed like you're not supposed to like him. It's not like a Gundam where the main character just like is is in a big robot and killing everybody. It's supposed it's supposed to be different than that so i think that's sort of the point he's i think he's actually good now i have transitioned from not liking him at all to thinking he's actually good yeah it's a true small brain opinion i don't know know. all right fine the show is fine thank you it's 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 check check that timestamp 25 minutes in it's fine as a a product of of fiction in terms of its ideas yeah we got him I don't know. Just browbeated him over it. It's just such a delay. I don't think... I think you should take whatever you want. I think the whole... Just take whatever you want from it. I mean... So what do you think is the thesis of this show? And of this movie? Like, does it actually have anything to say? Because, like, when I first, like, wrote that question down, I was like, alright, like, how the fuck am I going to put a bow on this conversation? Like, what is the, the moral of the story here? And, I, like, there is no, like, intrinsic, like, first response. Like, there's nothing that really... There really no. is no, like, clear point that comes out of it in any way. Because so I left the ending of the of the series going what, and then the ending of the movie going what? <laughs> like I just don't like. There's clearly something like it's like something that's like the back of your brain. You're like, it's trying to teach me something, but it was so the imagery was so ins- insane for the last thirty minutes of this movie that I just don't know what it's actually trying to teach me. Right. I think it's. So it's what it's supposed to be like that humans can't be gods is supposed to be the is supposed to be like part of the thesis it kind of like falls flat doesn't it it's like I think that's what it's part of it's supposed to be what do you think Tristan oh um reflection on climate change as a, <laughs> yeah Metaphor. I think it's like actually like not at the worst environmental. Yeah, <laughs> metaphor for the fact that uh, we're ruining our lives. It's like Tokyo is like in summer, like the whole entire show. Yeah, and Antarctica is literally there's no yeah, life. Yeah, there's gone. no life. Yeah, in Antarctica. That's a fair answer. So like that's I think that there are like individual threads you can pull away. Yeah, I think like it has some you know kind of ghost in the shellish kind of things to say about technology that I think are see I can even like make that reference and wow. not be wrong. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I know like a couple of things about a couple wow. of things. Didn't even see this. Is that, is that the next movie. podcast? Are we talking about? <laughs> Fuck that. Show? Never. <laughs> um, but like, I, like, there's, there's like that kind of part of it. There is like the kind of like stereotypical. Like, I think like at the the simplest level is like, oh, be yourself. Just like kind of cheap. Like, don't follow. Like, I mean, literally, like the way it ends is like someone like removing themselves from like the collective, which I think is like kind of like that uh, pretty stereotypical kind of like easy way to think about it um i think what you were getting at uh that like humans can't be gods that's a quote from i want to say episode 24 of karu uh he says uh humans can't cannot create anything out of nothingness humans cannot accomplish anything without holding on to something after all humans are not gods um which i think is a dope quote there you go and like i think that there's i think like that's one of the few things that you can kind of pull away from it and i 
like the way the last question I have here is does this like hold up as a work of literature in 2017 because I think that there are a lot of um, things that like we look back on in this like very weird twisted hellscape of reality that we think like this is really isn't relevant anymore like there's a really good article in the ringer about how you two like might not be relevant anymore because they're just like too happy to deal with like the world around you um the good news is this show is so like ridiculously dark that it feels like the darker we get the more that it kind of like shines as a bit of literature but i don't know like can you even pull it out of like japan Go ahead, Tristan. All right. Um, to make a more serious answer, although the, the climate change one is a legitimate No, it's reading, fair. It's absolutely fair. Um, to make a more legitimate answer out of it, um, I would say that uh, I've been sort of toying around with this thesis from, like, that, like, we currently are in, like, the age of the mental health crisis. So, like, if the 20th century was the age of, like, vaccinations and saving humanity from diseases, this 21st century will be saving us from our mental health ills in some way. And, like, I don't know, there's, like, we're, like, in the age of anxiety and, like, people are more depressed or getting diagnosed with depression more and ever. And I think it's totally relevant for that because it's a very good examination of the mind when it uh, you are depressed. So I think it uh, you could probably use it as even more relevant in 2017 than it was in the heyday of the 90s, I would say. I guess my next question is really for you. Like, can you pull this kind of literature out of Japan? And, like, make it a universal thing. Because I do feel like it's really... There are stories that are intrinsically Japanese. And that, like, pulling it into a Western mindset falls flat. Like Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell. Where, like, kind of turning that into an American story kind of seems to fall flat. Or maybe that's off base. Um, so with that, I feel out the whole live-action thing is sort of a different... A different... Okay. Um, <clears throat> beast in its of itself. Because people are like, oh, why are you making the animation into live-action... And then they whitewash stuff, and that's a whole... That's a conversation for another time. Right. Um, so I, I do think that's a valid point, and for this, I think it does... Because of what Tristan just said, I think this the this, this sort of the reading of the mind and stuff like that transfers over really well. I do think transferring over to Western audiences does have a little bit of a difficulty because of the amount of Christian symbolism. So there are going to be a lot of people that are just turned off immediately by the fact that they're just like or turned on when they shouldn't be yes or or they're going to interpret it in a in the, well, not, i guess you can't interpret it in an incorrect way but um it's sort of the amount of sort of these christian symbols that are being thrown at it makes it interpreted a little bit differently in a western in a western view i i will say of sort of popular popular anime i will say or sort of japanese works in general this transfers over a little bit better than a lot of other stuff because it's more because it's more serious and because it has these themes that it that it does for the most part quite well i think that helps it transfer over a lot better and that's why it's had the part of why it's had the longevity that it's had the other part is because people like looking at characters that are 14 for some reason but i do, I do think <laughs> wait um, that like invalidates everything you just said well no and yeah you're right <laughs> I was see. <laughs> that was a really good point, and I just messed it up. Ah, uh, but that's so peak. Tristan, do you like have any other like deep thoughts at this point? Um, <laughs> it is very distinctly Japanese. Um, it's hard to even translate some of the things to like American audiences. I'm not Japanese, but like, there's some things that I know that yeah, that's something I don't really understand at all. Like the way the father figures work, like. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't make I feel like that makes almost no sense to West. Like yeah. how could how could Gendo do that? I mean like that's something that totally happens in in like Asian like the dad just like you just don't bother you like not even you don't have a relationship with your fathers at all really sort of in a way. So yeah, I think that's sort of something that we don't really like to us like Gendo's just a complete jerkwad and he is a complete jerkwad but like I feel like it's almost hard to like translate that that's just something like you know it doesn't really like I don't even count that against him quite as much just because like you know that's something that yeah um other things like yeah I think there are anime that definitely translate over pretty well uh our friends are big fans of Attack on Titan for example um other other animes like that I think Certain, I, mean, I think there's plenty of ones that are very westernized or like things that just makes are like good stories. Yeah, stuff that is very action oriented. Yeah, which this is to a point, but also Sometimes, is not. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, all this stuff like Dragon Ball and Naruto and all that stuff, which has basically been westernized at this point because it's it's. It's on AdultSwim.com. It's on the Cartoon Network. Like. Yeah. So like this is like in the in the middle because like there's you people think that they could turn it into something Americanized and Westernized, but you really can't, maybe. And maybe that's why there's so much lost in and why it's so weird and confusing. It's also just straight up weird and confusing, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I didn't know. even, like, get into the whole Freud thing. I'm absolutely not getting into it now. Uh, but, like, there's, <laughs> there's a lot there. The whole the whole, <laughs> the whole, whole thing is a Freud yeah, I mean, like, thing. Yeah, it's like the whole thing. <laughs> but it might be, like, a Western thing. I don't know. Right? I, mean, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, he directly out. references Freud. Does he? Yeah. There's oh, like, like one of the title or something? Yeah, one of the titles directly references Freud. That's so strong. Yeah. There's also That's a reference to... Sh- there's like a bunch of Shakespeare references. Yeah, If yeah. you think about it, it all could just be like a retelling of Hamlet because he has his dad and like his dad's a jerk and then like everybody sort of... And then like... That's not at all Hamlet. No, 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 no. It's like, like the opposite of Hamlet. <laughs> no, but like once his dad dies, he has the stepdad who's not really like his, his parent and then he's sort of removed from him and then he's just like super, super pissed about it. And Tristan, then, like, this doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work? No. None of it works? Because Gendo's his real dad and Gendo's an asshole I think I'm, and Gendo doesn't die. <laughs> I think I'm screwing this up completely. You're you're going into like the, the Hamlet monologues where he like goes crazy and you're it's true that in between with the I did read something that sh- the that Yui is like actually evil and throughout the entire thing and like sets the whole thing up. Is that possible? All right, whatever. You can cut Yeah, probably most just, of this is getting you can get get cut, cut out. all that out. All right. Um, I'm done with faux intellectual readings of anime. I'm very done. Can we can we stop? I thought it was real intellectual. <laughs> it wasn't. Anyway, best <laughs> angel. Um it's it's the, it's the cube. Yeah. The cube. Yeah, it's definitely the cube. <laughs> just a giant cube that's how we're gonna end it that's episode three we'll be back with another episode that'll hopefully be like even a little bit intelligible to an average human being anyway that's Tristan Jung Ian thank you so much for stopping by thank you for having me anytime I'm Ben Gordon this, <laughs> this has been another episode of a podcast about sports but also about pop culture Sleep sometimes, blurring in your jeeps so your peeps can stare at the rhymes. Real rhymes, not your everyday hologram. Even when rims is touching, never swallow the ham. You gotta eat a sand sandwich salad. It might mean salt like your man's bland ballad. A lot of stuff happens that the news won't tell you. Blues on L juice, smooths all hell loose. Break it, take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Break it, rolling through the hood in the caddy buggy. Butter soft, 11.
leather, flossing fatty juggy. Always threw me off when she told me daddy fucked me. I'm like any who's sees walking all out in the street without any shoes. I guess it's better than some funky socks. She need to get her some skips before she catch the monkey box. She wanna hear the beatbox, take pills and make fake krills to sheet rock. Sing it, bring it back to your laboratory while it's in his oratory, glorious like a horror story. The mask is like Jason. He told the place not to let the basket type case in. Looking for a chance to heat the pipes like a crack hole He said, blessed be the Lord Who believe any mess, they read up on a message board If so, I got a bridge for the Lolo Them tight fools go into the popo Yeah, always peel else for the whole tear Feel like he been going the whole year Came home to old gear It was the ish when he first scooped it At least you need to sit out in New York and curse stupid Sip wine stiffly, patiently come on, don't be spiffy in a jiffy. Get with the grind, criminal mind, shifty cat.